disclaimer! Most of the world doesn't share your opinion. Warning. Proceeding without caution will bring you into spoiler territory for the media displayed on screen. Timestamps are gifted in the description and comment section. Viewer discretion is advised. Son of Batman was released on April 22nd, 2014 and follows the story of Damian Wayne, voiced by Stuart Allen, going from being a part of the League of Shadows to joining with Batman, voiced by Jason O'Mara, and becoming Robin and learning how to fight crime without becoming a criminal. All because Deathstroke, voiced by Thomas Gibson, killed Rachel Ghoul, who's actually voiced by fucking Giancarlo Esposito. Stuart Allen as Damian Wayne is, uh pretty good. He surely plays the pretentious brat well, and as much as I hate Damien sometimes, I, I would rather take him here over the one in Harley Quinn. At least in this movie, Damien has his moments. Robin, you saved us! This is totally unnecessary. Also, there's this fight scene between Damien and Deathstroke that is honestly probably one of my favorite fight scenes in any Batman movie. It just looks so good, and it's really entertaining to watch a 50-year-old get his ass kicked by a 12-year-old. <laughs> Speaking of Deathstroke, Thomas Gibson's performance is pretty good. I'll admit, Deathstroke is the character I'm not the most well-known for when it comes to performances. I, I only really know Mark Rolston, but Gibson does pretty well. A performance I'm a bit meh on, though, is Jason O'Mara. His Bruce Wayne voice isn't bad, but his Batman is just... meh. It's not good, but it's not bad. It's just kind of okay, I guess. David McCallum as Alfred is great, just like every other Alfred, but in here, he even gets a really good line. Watch yourself, Pennyworth. I'm not so young that I don't understand sarcasm. While I am much too old to care. Oh yeah, Talia's in this movie, and uh... Welcome to the Cum Zone. Come, come, cummy, come, cummy, cummy, Ford, cummy, 20, chug, the cummy. <laughs> I also really like the animation style of this movie. It gives me comic book vibes mixed with just a teeny bit of anime. It's really nice. Overall, it's a, it's a fine story of a young kid trained from assassins learning how to become a vigilante instead of a criminal, but it's it, it's really nothing too special in my opinion. I, I can't really think of much else to say about it. It was entertaining, but that's pretty much it. Batman vs. Robin was released on April 3rd, 2015 and serves as a sequel to Son of Batman. The movie follows a disconnect between Bruce and Damien, with Damien feeling like he doesn't get to be his own person and that Bruce is too controlling, causing him to end up aligning with the Court of Owls. Jason's performance seems kind of worse than in Son of Batman. I don't think he even bothers to change his voice between Bruce and Batman. Speaking of Bruce, he gets really unlikable in this movie. There are times where his character is wholesome and great. You ever see the 1948 movie version directed by David Lean? Rachel Ghoul wasn't much of a movie buff. Well, I am. Alfred? Yes, sir? Popcorn, drenched in butter, and open up the screening room. But a lot of the movie, I find myself siding with Damien. For the most part. You're just some lost little to pity on. Hey, yo, what the fuck? But despite the movie being called Batman vs. Robin, they don't fight until 48 minutes in. 
And if you genuinely believe that, you're fucking stupid, because Bruce and Damien fight from the very get-go. Only, this movie handles the fight between father and son mentally. The constant constraint Bruce has on Damien upsets him, and he'll start to lash out on Bruce, but he won't listen, which eventually leads Damien into almost going into a life of killing just to spite Batman, but eventually doesn't, and they both learn how to coincide together. Yeah. Batman versus Superman did the same thing. First off, you couldn't be any more wrong. Secondly, you're not allowed to talk for another seven movies. Anyways, eventually there is a physical fight between Bruce and Damien. First, he started beating women. The American people are tired of women. Now he's beating his own kid. Oh yeah, and the Court of Owls are in this, and I have absolutely no opinion because I don't know them too much. I will say the twist of who Samantha was somehow wasn't expected for me. And Talon killing every member was fucking insane. You know who's also insane? The Dollmaker. I don't care if he was only in here for five minutes. What the fuck? This dude murders children. I knew some of the Batman characters were kind of crazy, but Jesus Christ. You know what's another thing in this movie that's insane? This. We're the court of owls that watches all the time, gazing shadows behind cement and lime. They see you at the hearth. They see you in your bed. Take care, beware, or they will send a talon for your head. Is, is it true? <laughs> also, Kevin Conroy is in a Batman movie voicing Thomas Wayne. Let, let me repeat that. Kevin Conroy is in a Batman movie, voicing Thomas Wayne. Okay. I get that this is a sequel, but if you were gonna have Kevin Conroy in this movie, why wasn't he in the last movie voicing Batman? Also, if we're gonna talk about really insane shit, what the fuck is this? Look, I know I said that I like mechanical suits, and I like the suit in Harley Quinn, but this one? What? And then Alpha is just fucking strapped with a shotgun. Like, what the fuck is going on? Get the hell out of my cave. Oh my god, my brain is having a fucking stroke. Okay. Other than that scene, this is a pretty good movie. The dynamic between Bruce and Damien and their feelings colliding together makes for some emotional moments, especially during the ending where I was just getting chills back to back to back to back to back to back to back. You could never replace Batman. He's my father. So yeah, other than a few hiccups, it's a solid film. If you like the more mental and psychological aspect of shit, then you'll you'll probably like this movie. Batman Bad Blood was released on January 19th, 2016, and serves as a way of making me hate Taylor Swift. I don't care if her song came out before this. I hate it here. But in all seriousness, this movie is the follow-up to Batman vs. Robin and follows Nightwing and Robin having to take back Gotham after the death of Batman. This movie also introduces Batwoman, voiced by Yvonne Strahovski, which, can I say, is a lot better than the Batwoman in Mystery of the Batwoman. Even the suit just looks amazing. We soon find out later in the movie, though, that Batman isn't actually dead, but was instead kidnapped by the Hederic after the explosion and is being mind-controlled by Mad Hatter. And then the movie later reveals that Talia is in control of all of this. Oh, and who's Hederic? He's a future version of Damien, and right after revealing that, he's killed off, never to be seen again or explain how he was there in the first place. I mean... 
maybe they were explained in the Justice League films that happened in this movie's universe, but I'm not gonna watch those. All of this happens, though, because Talia wants to take over Gotham, something the League of Shadows and her father couldn't do. Now, this might be sounding like I think this movie's an absolute mess, and it's awful because of it, but... Not at all. I actually enjoyed it. Stop me if you've heard this one before. I do think it can be a mess, storytelling-wise, but once you get to that third act, holy shit! Coincidence? I think not! Talia is at full force with her plan, and Damien, Nightwing, Batwoman, and Batwing, who's voiced by Gaius Charles, need to save all the rich people in Gotham, including Bruce, which all of this turns out to just be an entire act dedicated to them having one big giant fight with Talia and her members, having everyone have their own personal fight that the movie switches to throughout the whole arc. Damien has to fight with Tusk, Batwing with Firefly, which then leads them into having to stop the place from crashing to the Wing Towers, Batwoman against Talia, fucking Alfred against Mad Hatter, and who whoever the fuck this guy is, and then Nightwing versus Batman, which is just a perfect fight given how Dick spends the entire movie getting progressively angrier with Bruce. All of this coming down to one final fight with Nightwing pinned to the ground and Talia having Bruce pointing a fucking gun at Damien, with Bruce about to pull the trigger, but Nightwing talking him out of it. Talia then yeets herself out of the building to escape, but ends up dying by the Hedrick's girlfriend, who I straight up forgot about. <laughs> but then the ending of this movie. My god, the ending of this movie. It's so stupidly fucking good for absolutely no reason. It's so good that it made me want to skip the three movies I have next and go straight to the fourth and final movie in this universe. Seeing each character on the team adapting to what just happened and then a bat signal being lit in the sky and Dick, Kay, and Luke all show up to see Bruce and Damien so they fly off to go fight crime together and then you see Barbara emerge from the shadows to join them. I am genuinely getting chills from writing this. The performances here are mostly solid to be honest. I've grown a custom to Jason O'Mara's voice, even though I'm still not the biggest fan. I like Robin Downey's performance as Mad Hatter. I don't know why, but he was always just really entertaining when he was on screen. I don't remember Sean Mayer or Travis Williams' performances, to be honest, so take that as you will. <laughs> I had to look up and see if Batwing is an actual character, and yes, he is. What is he like? I ain't got a clue. But Gaius Charles' performance, just as a performance, wasn't bad. I didn't hate the time he was around, but I don't really remember it. That could just be chalked up to the fact that compared to all the other characters, he was the least interesting to me. He does get this scene where he references a line that Nightwing said before. Luke, you want a megaphone to announce that? Except for he, he wasn't there for that. Grayson. Maybe you'd like a megaphone to announce that? So, so it kind of doesn't work. Yvonne Russian last name that I already tried to pronounce once in this video and struggled and I'm not gonna try again was uh, pretty good. I, d I didn't really have a problem with her at all. She also has this pretty funny line in here. When I got kicked out of the military, my life was a blur of sex, drugs, and techno house. Speaking about funny lines, Kate, Damien, and Dick have a scene together that got a good chuckle out of me. First tell me why you're running around Gotham playing dress up. I'm guessing Nightwing? <laughs> Busted. Actually, I think he's more than capable of fooling most people. And you're certainly not gonna pass for Batman, short stack. Who the hell are you? And we're just supposed to believe that. Believe what you want. I don't trust her. Oh, but you did trust Talon. Shut up. Also, speaking of Damien, during his fight with Tusk, he has a really good part in it where he tries to save Tusk's life while repeating the words Bruce has taught him. Justice! Vengeance. I'm glad that Mothman is in this movie. I've said it before and I will say it again. Mothman needs more representation. Please. 
So yeah, I'd say the first two acts of this movie is a lot like the past two when it comes to enjoyability, only it does kind of improve a little bit thanks to the addition of Kate, if I'm being completely honest. And yeah, the writing in those two acts is pretty messy when you think about it for two seconds, but that third act just picks the entire movie up so much that it makes up for this messy writing. I can see myself willingly sitting down and rewatching this movie just for that third act. Also, one neat thing that this movie taught me in like this whole series is uh, I wasn't around for this movie's release, so I wasn't there for all the hype and frankly misleading promotion this movie had. I kind of entered into this knowing absolutely nothing about the movie. Speaking from experience of not being there for the hype and not being there for, you know, the promotion and stuff and just being there for the movie, it's pretty fucking good. <music> Batman Hush was released on July 20th, 2019 and is the follow-up to Batman Bad Blood. Or... Actually, it's a follow-up to Reign of the Supermen because of a bunch of Justice League movies that happened between Bad Blood and now. Which, as I said, I don't count Justice League movies as Batman movies, so that's why they weren't covered here. Anyways, the movie follows a new villain in Gotham by the name of Hush, who's been controlling the villains like Bane, voiced by Alvin Gifford, Poison Ivy, voiced by Peyton List, Oh, nut. Riddler, voiced by Jeffrey Aaron, and Joker, voiced by Jason Spizak. He also uses Ivy to indirectly control Catwoman, voiced by Jennifer Morrison, and Superman, voiced by Jerry O'Connell. Batman obviously has to find out who Hush is and put a stop to him, and in the process ends up falling in love with Catwoman. At this point in this universe, I've become used to the voice acting by the main characters, though I will say... Stuart Allen... You sound kind of fucking weird. I just want to mention that Stuart Allen was 20 when this was released, which means... He was probably either 19 or 20 when filming this, and yet he sounds like he was going through puberty. What the fuck? Anyways, Jennifer Morrison as Catwoman is decent. She doesn't really have the seductiveness unless she's Selina, but she does have the sarcasm down, so it's still an enjoyable performance. You know, some guys pay for that. And honestly, the rest of the voice actors do fine. Even Jason Spizak's Joker, which I knew from LEGO DC Comics Superheroes The Flash, what the fuck is it with DC movies and just having an absurdly long name. Anyways, while he still ends up being a bit too cartoony, there are times where he does get kind of terrifying. <laughs> Batsy, I was in a basement until five minutes ago. I'm also looking for Harley. Have you seen <laughs> This movie is probably the weirdest out of the four. It starts off promising, introducing Thomas Elliot and having Batman go off and fight Bane. And then so much shit happens, including Batman fighting a bunch of different villains who never show up again, slowly falling in love with Catwoman to the point they end up together and she finds out the truth about Batman's identity. And then a very quick fight between Batman and Superman, and then Superman's just gone and he never comes back. Now, this may sound like I don't like the movie, but... Just like Batman Bad Blood, this was actually pretty enjoyable for the most part. It, it got a lot of laughs out of me, especially with this joke. Okay, freak. Who are you and what do you know about my pudding? I know he needs your help. Hey, I'm the only one who gets to tie up Mr. J. And to be honest, I was thinking this was going to end up being the same score that I gave Bad Blood. But then this movie just pulled a Disney and had to have a fucking twist villain. Now, I already know that Hush is Thomas Elliot because I played Arkham Knight. So I spent this entire movie going through all the weird shit, just waiting until it was revealed that Hush was Thomas Elliot. And then Thomas died. And Hush continued doing his thing. And that confused me. And then we get to the ending. And Hush is apparently the Riddler. 
What? So you're telling me this scrawny motherfucker went in the Lazarus pit and became super strong buff guy and is now hush? What the fuck? What kind of fucking change is this? And then just to continue, Catwoman then kills the Riddler and then is like, Oh yeah, Batman has a no-killing role. Eh, well, guess we can't be together. Roll credits. Like, like what the fuck is this ending? You kept me through this entire movie, even during the fucking weirdest times, like Damien telling Bruce how to have sex and a cheesy romance movie montage between Batman and Catwoman. And then you just end the fucking movie completely ruining a character and then just be like, Oh, well, this relationship was a waste of time. Goodbye. Like, I guess I could still rewatch this and have a good time with it. But that ending is still going to happen. And it's still going to be fucking terrible. Can an ending ruin a film? Yes. Overall, I would say that the DC Universe animated original movies, Batman speaking wise is kind of underrated. If you look at the 13 movies discussed and split them into two halves, original movies and adaptations of previously written stories, you get six original stories and seven adaptations. And they're both pretty even when it comes to the ratings, with four of the original movies being positive, one being meh, and one being extremely negative. While on the adaptation side, four are positive and three are more on the meh to okay side. And with that in mind, when you put them back together in one list, eight out of the 13 movies are great, with four being meh, and one being fucking god-awful. And just like with the Batman animated series movies, when this universe pulls out a banger, it's a fucking banger. And I have mostly positive things about all but two movies, even the ones I deem as meh or okay, I would still watch and have some decent enjoyability from. And with that in mind, that's 11 out of 13 movies that I would be fine watching. There's only three times in this universe where it pulls a fucking disaster of a move, and after the legacy DC has built itself up to be with the DCEU, you would think there would be a lot more than just three times. Then again, I'm only speaking Batman movies, I haven't seen the other 27 that they've made, but focusing solely on the DC animated Batman movies, you got great psychological films, movies that put Batman in a different light and work really well, and better movies than their live-action counterparts. And while there's movies like Under the Red Hood and Dark Knight Returns that people praise, there's just so many other movies in here that I really don't see people talking about or people don't like it because of one bad decision in either the movie or the marketing. But to me at least, I think most of the DCAU Batman movies are kinda underrated and underappreciated. <laughs>